Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into the Tobin and Leroy Show. One o'clock hour here on AM560 Sports WQAM. I just realized, Vlad, I forgot to keep up one of their show traditions earlier. And listen, when I'm left to my own devices, you and me, because none of the regulars are here, right? No Marcos today, no Jay Fig, obviously no Tobin and Leroy. I totally forgot about our Tua. I hope the Tungo Vailoa family can forgive me that we did not celebrate. We talked that, that plenty more, about Tua. That was more me. I didn't know if we would. Well, we're not on StreamYard, so you know what I'm saying? That's why I didn't do it an hour tour. But I'll do. we'll bring it back tomorrow when we're on StreamYard. Yeah, we'll bring it back tomorrow. I mean, I feel like we said some nice things about Tua today. So, we did. We uh, talked great about Tua. We said that um, how when we started the show, how everybody was looking at that final drive as like, you know, that moment. You know, like, you know, prove it to the world, prove everybody wrong. And... He did what he was exactly supposed to do, lead his team to a game-winning drive for a game-winning field goal that Jason Sanders hit and victory for the Dolphins. Now we move on to Sunday where you're going against Lamar, and if he has a great game like he did, uh, was it last season? Yeah, last season two? we still beat him, but he had a great game against us. Right, but if Tua puts, has a great performance in that fourth quarter like he did you know, for a I full see. game. Yep, yep, yep. Because I, I think right now Lamar is – everybody's talking Lamar as the MVP candidate, like the favorite for MVP in the NFL. But I still think it's a week-by-week thing. I really yeah, do. Yeah, because you, you're right. If, if, Tua, if Tua has another game-winning drive against the best team in the NFL next week by record, if he throws Tua's foot, back in the conversation. I think right. If, 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 Ty, if Tyreek Hill has 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns, he's probably back in the MVP conversation. If he does that and with a chance of getting 2,000 in Week 18 against the Bills and he gets the number one seed, I think we'll look at it totally different with Tyreek because then we can say, mm, look what happened in Tennessee when he was hurt. Um they're a different team. Remember the narrative was they're so Tyreek centric and everything like that. Yeah. So there's a lot, lot, a lot of questions left to be answered. Still going into one seventeen. I want to see. Hold on. I'm pull, I'm pulling up the stats on how. Okay. So Tyreek Hill. He's four hundred. He he's four hundred yards short. He's three hundred and fifty nine yards short. Of uh of two thousand, so yeah, if he if he does get it, then so you, know, you need to average one eighty the next two weeks. And again, it goes to show you how like nobody's ever done that before. Two thousand receiving yards in a season. I think it just this goes to illustrate how difficult it is to get there, Vlad. Because 
you know, Tyreek earlier this season was on pace to get it and to smash it. But obviously, you know, he's had some injury problems, missed a game. You know, there's been some games, a couple games where your offense isn't clicking as much as it is in other games. You know, even though he didn't, he missed most of that Tennessee game. He missed the, the game the week after. So it just goes to show you this is something nobody has ever done before, and now the odds are against Tyreek to get there. Obviously, he can still do it if he has a couple of big performances these final weeks, but, you know, the idea of a receiver being that consistent for, you know, 16 or 17 games now and to get through a season without injuries or injuries to your quarterback that can affect you goes to show you why this has never been done before. It is not easy to get to 2,000 yards we are learning this year, even for Tyreek. No, it's difficult because I mean, teams are going to game plan against you, make sure that you don't go crazy on them. That's why it's it, with the offense and the players that they drafted and um, got to give a shout-out to Chris Greer because he's, you know, he takes a lot of lot of criticism, some rightfully sure. so, but you got to give the man credit with a lot of the moves that he made and a lot of draft picks that uh, he selected because now they're looking like they're paying out dividends. And um, Jalen Waddle was a selection, and you put him and Tyreek. They're the most. They're two to me. They're the two. They're the dynamic duo. If you're talking about receivers in the NFL, they're better to me better than AJ and Devontae. Yeah. Uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are great, but if you're talking about fear factor, nobody puts fear like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle do. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see, like you said earlier, with the report of. Uh, high ankle situation don't we don't want to say a high ankle sprain because we don't know what it is but it's going to definitely be a factor if Jalen Waddle's not able to uh suit up on Sunday yeah and Hill and Waddle uh they they are combined right now for over 2600 receiving yards and 16 touchdowns Tyreek has 1641 yards Waddle just went over a thousand this past week, he's got 1,014 yards. Hill has 12 touchdowns. Waddle has four touchdowns. It's an incredible duo. Let's get to our headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. And we're saying so many nice things about the Dolphins because they got arguably their best win of the season. To the, I mean, I don't even know if you can argue it. First time they beat a team with a winning record. Dolphins beat the Cowboys. They improve. To 11 and 4 on the year. They still control their own destiny to win the AFC and to win the AFC East. Game winning field goal by Jason Sanders after a game winning drive engineered by Tua. And, you know, Tua had ups and downs in the game, but he finished the game really strong. Jason Sanders was your MVP, though. The guy went five for five on field goals, including 57 yarder, 54 yarder, and a 52 yarder. And then he had a 35-yarder before the 29-yard clutch kick to ice the game and walk it off as time expired. Uh, so that was that was a solid win for the Dolphins. And most importantly, Vlad, unlike your Jets, who will not be in the postseason, Miami Dolphins have clinched a playoff berth with that victory over the Cowboys. So it could be anywhere between a one seed and a six seed, but we know the Dolphins are getting in. Thanks for the shot. Sorry. Should be nicer to you on a holiday weekend. I'm just saying. For a holiday week. I guess we're not in the weekend anymore. I don't know. When time goes by differently during the holiday season. So well, whatever this is, I should have should have been a little nicer to you. Uh, the Miami Heat helped us celebrate Christmas last night, getting a 119-113 win at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. 
no Embiid for Philly, but no Jimmy for Miami. And, uh, you know, the Heat didn't need Jimmy as much as you'd think they would because Jaime Hawkins Jr. stepped up in a big way. 31 points, 10 rebounds, shot 11 for 15, the rookie. That was the best statistical game a rookie has had on Christmas Day since Patrick Ewing in 1985. Take a bow, Jaime Jaquez. He also played 39 minutes in the game, which was a team high. Crazy enough. Nobody played more minutes than Jaquez. That was a grown man performance from a rookie last night. Bam Adebayo was also really good. 26 and 15 for Bam. He shot 9 for 15. Tyler Hero up and down, but hit some important shots. 22 points scored. Uh, four for 11 from three, eight for 25 overall. Duncan Robinson hit some big threes off the bench. He shot five for 10 from three, scored 16 points. Duncan's been good this year. Miami Heat improved to 18 and 12 on the season. Philadelphia drops to 20 and nine on the year. So hopefully the Heat can keep up the good work. You know, th- there was somebody earlier, Vlad, who was mad that I'm not giving any love to FAU. I guess they're ranked number seven now in basketball. Nah, so, we gotta, right. I got to give my alma mater credit, man. I'll what give them credit. Be- yeah, they beat. Shot them out. They beat Arizona. Huge. Upset the number four ranked Arizona Wildcats. In over, I think it was double overtime to be quite honest. I think was, I know it was overtime, but they beat them. I think ninety six, ninety five. They're probably they moved up in the rankings. I think it's the highest ranking that FAU's ever had. So congratulations to the boys from Boca taking out the Wildcats. I, like I love it. it. I love it. Uh, by the way, did you? I didn't see this last night after the game. Uh, I I was in bed like the second the game ended. Somebody in the 305 said, hey, did you guys hear Lamar? I assume he's talking about Lamar Jackson try Mike Florio in his post-game press conference. Did you hear anything about that? See if I can find that. No, uh, I could look for it, but why? Uh, I think uh, Florio said that the Niners were going to beat the living crap out of the Ravens. Didn't think the Ravens had a chance. Uh, so maybe that's the reason why he was going. Okay, here it is. I'm looking at a, at a tweet or an X post, whatever we call them. Lamar Jackson says, this is Lamar at the podium after the game, Lamar Jackson says Mike Florio was disrespectful for saying the Ravens were going to get the bleep kicked out of them, says he's never played football so he wouldn't get it, talking about Florio. He says Florio was looking for views for his channel by saying what he said. And kind of similarly, so you had Mike Florio apparently talking trash about the Ravens that they didn't have a chance. Uh, Colin Cowherd said before Sunday, he said the Dolphins were going to get exposed and embarrassed by the Cowboys. And, yeah, and then he apologized right after that. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, I didn't see said, the apology. Because um, he said that he, he's sick and tired of falling for the bait with the with the Cowboys. So he's like, you know. Well, I mean, he, he should have thought of that before the game, right? I mean, how many times have the Cowboys duped him? He should have realized before the game that those guys yeah, are, but, you are know, not going to win down here and, in Miami. You know, Fox are in bed with the Cowboys and the That's NFC. That's a good point. So, yeah. They're always going to want the Cowboys. Win or lose, is whatever Dallas does, it's going to be ratings. It's going to yep. garner ratings, especially for uh, FS1. Because they are, they are America's team. Like, do they, the Cowboys, do they – I know, obviously, the Patriots had basically a 20-year dynasty, which is very much over. That team stinks now. Uh, but are they the Cowboys? Are that is that always the team that moves the needle the most in the NFL? Especially if they can find a way to win Super Bowls again, which they you know haven't done in uh, about thirty years at this point. Because I think they they have the probably the biggest fan base worldwide, right? Yeah, it's the brand. I mean, there's certain, yeah. every sport has a, a, a team or two teams that are the brand. Like the NBA is the Lakers, Lakers and yep. Celtics, but I would yep. say mostly the Lakers. Baseball would be the Yankees. 
and the NFL would be the Cowboys. The Dodgers are trying to change that narrative, man. <laughs> the money that they're spending, my God. Collusion. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I'm not deferring $680 million. Yeah. The only way I'm doing that is uh, you, you're saying that you could sign my friend. My, you know, my friend right. who's a pitcher. If you could sign right. him, then I, you know, I'll defer the money to later on in uh, later on later years. But if you could sign my friend, sign, give him three hundred twenty-five million dollars, I'll sign with you guys. That's what I think Otani did. But nobody's yeah, gonna. I think so. Nobody wants to say anything. But you know, I def- I signed a say, Donna, you signed a seven hundred million dollar contract, and you defer six hundred eighty million of that. <laughs> And that's for you because I want to work with Vlad. That's what. So when I sign that contract, I say I'm going to defer most of this. You guys have to hire Vlad, right? Like, look, you know what I'm saying? Like, I but you know, I really want to come to you. But uh, there's a friend of mine who's really good. I, I want to play yeah. with, uh, alongside with, on this team. You know, figure out find you guys find money. You're in Hollywood. You're in Los Angeles. You can find money. Yeah, yeah. and then boom. I defer six hundred eighty million dollars so my friend can come. Yeah, that's a lot of collusion, but you better win. That's the that's the thing. You exactly. better win. They better win. Oh man. Uh, so let's see. Any other headlines? Miami Hurricanes are still waiting on their quarterback. I, I hope something happens in the coming days. I know that there have been some positive signs with Cam Ward, the Washington State transfer. Nothing is official yet, guys. We are still waiting. Um, And listen, Miami is not the only prominent program that's waiting on a quarterback. Uh, Ohio State, they don't have they don't have a new quarterback yet. Florida State. Right. And uh, and USC, because a lot of people thought that Will Howard to USC was a done deal. Now he's trending towards Ohio State. So, um, you know, and and honestly, I think a lot of these quarterbacks out there uh, from an NIL standpoint are waiting for Cam Ward to decide because that's going to, that, that could, it's like NFL free agency. Like he might set the NIL market and also, you know, teams may be waiting to, to see where he goes because certain teams have Ward as their number one option. And they've got guys like Will Howard and DJ Weungalale kind of waiting in the wings. So I think once Ward decides whether it's Miami or anywhere, I think the other dominoes are going to fall pretty quickly. KJ Jefferson's another one. Oh, he's also on the transfer portal? Yeah, and I like him. Uh, there's reported interest between Miami and Jefferson, but um, you know they can't do visits again for, I don't know, another week and a half or so because we're in a dead period right now. So we will see. We will see if anything happens there. And your Miami Hurricanes will be taking on Rutgers in the Pinstripe Bowl this Thursday, 2.15 p.m. You can hear it right here on 560 WQAM, pinstripe bowl between Miami and Rutgers. And, you know, Vlad, I, despite the opt-outs, right, players that are leaving early for the NFL draft, Miami's got some important players who won't be in action. I still think Miami is more talented than Rutgers, and I like Miami plus one. I mean, Hurricanes are an underdog. I'll probably bet Miami on the money line because you probably get a little bit better odds than that than you would on the spread. So I'm, I'm going to go Miami. Miami opened up as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Eventually, the betters realized, oh, there's not going to be Camp Kinchins or James Williams or Leonard Taylor or Matt Lee or Tyler Van Dyke in the game. He's now at Wisconsin. So I think a lot of the late money has come in on Rutgers. I think I like Miami here. I like the Canes as well. Uh, it's crazy it's, if you look at some of the odds when uh, it opened for a lot of these bowl games and then when you realize with the transfer portal and guys that are opting out um, declaring for the, the NFL draft, how those the, the numbers have moved. So to think they were a four-and-a-half-point favorite 
and then now they're a one point underdog. That's that's significant, man. Five points is a, five and a half points is a significant um, num- number to go down. Now, here's what I want to look at: um, the over under. I think there could be an opportunity here. Let me see what the number is. Okay, it's forty and a half. Now, I'm still. I probably lean towards the under uh, because Rutgers' offense is bad. There's no way to sugarcoat that. And Miami's offense, there's a lot of uncertainties there, right, with Jakari Brown starting at quarterback. Um, Colby Young has transferred to Georgia. That's one of Miami's top three receivers. So Jacoby George and Xavier Restrepo are going to play in the bowl game. I think Isaiah Horton is probably going to step up to be the third starting receiver for Miami in that game. Miami's got excellent running backs, still a good offensive line despite Cohen and, and Lee leaving. Um, but still, with your a backup quarterback for Miami and a not very good Rutgers offense, I would probably lean to the under 40 and a half, Vlad. I think whoever wins this game is probably winning like – 20 to 16 or something like that. So I'm going to go under 40 and a half. I think that's probably my top play for this game. Under 40 and a half, huh? Yep. Nobody knows who the quarterbacks have really have film on them as much. Yeah, it's, a lot of these players are not in. You don't really know. I think I might go under as well. And you know, the only – I'm looking through the rest of the Bulls. The only game remaining that has a lower total – over under than Miami's game is Iowa against Tennessee. Well, that's because Iowa can't, couldn't score. Right. You know, I, I, Iowa can't score, but you can't score on them either. Right. <laughs> they, they they lose games like six nothing. That's oh my god, you can't. <laughs> somebody put bet. Oh, who was it? it was oh, it was Mad Dog Chris Mad Dog Russo? He said that he bet uh, two minus two and a half that they would score at least three minus two and a half that they would score at least a field goal against in the Big Ten championship game against Michigan and they got shut out. Yeah, they did. So like you can't even lay a wager. They were you like at least get a field goal. You could make a field goal. No, they can't make a field goal. So That's crazy. Yeah, if you're betting on Iowa, you're definitely taking the under. And I think I guarantee if that game goes over, Vegas will make so much money on everybody. Yeah, probably pay. so. That is a game that if Everybody's probably going to put so much money on the under, on the total, that if it goes, I mean, it's over. so it's it's such a low number though. It's like they they kind of figured out event like because because again, um, you know, I, I probably lost more bets than I won during the season, but um, a couple of the my most consistent bets were Iowa unders. Like I I def I bet the under and one in Iowa against Michigan. So that that was that was one of my winners. I think I had a couple of other Iowa unders during the year. They tended to cash in, but 36 and a half is a really low number. They're taking on Tennessee. So I I don't know. I'd probably still go the under there. Probably go the under on both of those games, the Miami game and the Iowa Tennessee game. Oh. Uh so here's the, the the next bowl game. I think this is t- uh today. Yeah, that game. R- we're we're in the right, a, right yeah. after yeah, we're right after mo- we're off the air. Bowling yeah. Green against Minnesota. Yeah, this is the one most wonderful time of the year. All these bowl games. Yeah. Bowling Green, Minnesota at two. Then you got Texas State versus Rice at five thirty. And then you got Kansas versus UNLV. That looks that sounds like an over. Yeah, probably so. That's going to be like a college basketball score in that game. Ooh, 67 and a half. That's a big number. So I, I think uh, I think the public would agree with you on that being a high-scoring game. Jeez. All right, my friends, we continue the 1 o'clock hour of Tobin and Leroy show. You can get in via the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line at 
305-567-0560. That's 305-567-0560. Alex Dono and Vlad Lewis sought with you on AM560 Sports WQAM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About this, Vlad, you pointed out to me that Colin Cowherd did apologize or at least clarify his stance that the Cowboys were going to beat the brakes off the Dolphins on Sunday, which obviously did not happen. But Cowherd is doubling down on the Miami hate. Would you like to know what he recently said about Tua? What did he say? So I, I think this is on his show today. Uh, David Ferrones tweeted this out from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. He said, Colin Cowherd takes shot at Tua in praising Lamar Jackson. Quote, Tua and Lamar Jackson, same breath? Stop it. Stop with the Tua, Dak, Brock Purdy nonsense. People in Miami freaking out. Haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Woo, we won a home game over Dallas. Wow, so Cowherd, is, uh, he's right back to minimizing Tua and the Dolphins. Uh, well, uh, at least he's consistent. He is consistent in being an ass clown. <laughs> he's made a lot of money doing that, though. I give him credit. Strong opinions. Speaks very well. Just if you actually listen to what he says, you know, that's where it comes off the rails a little bit. But he's very eloquent. Just speaks a lot of nonsense, right? He and Skip Bayless. But at least, like, I feel like Skip Bayless knows what he's doing. Like, Skip Bayless, he's such a caricature that I kind of respect the fact that he trolls so hard. He knows what he's doing. Cowherd, I'm not sure. Like, I think he's got this holier-than-thou type of thing. Mike Florio, same deal. Where like, I don't think he realizes he's trolling. He just does it because he understands that, gets a good response, and he makes money doing it. Well, Dono. I don't know. I don't know. It's so easy to rip this. I, I don't know why it's so easy to rip him. They just love ripping the quarterback. I don't know why they love ripping Tua. It's the easy narrative. That's what Colin wants to do. Let him. I mean, it. 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 it it's more energy, actually. It's more fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's true. So let him do right. it. Continue doing way, what you're doing. You know, Lamar Jackson went after Mike Florio last night. Hopefully, Tua goes after Cowherd if he go. I mean, he did beat Lamar Jackson head to head just last year, so we have seen that happen. In recent memory, so. But I will say this, and off, uh, not to you know shoot him bail. He's been a, always he's been a big Lamar Jackson fan, uh, since his college days. So, uh, at Louisville when he went to Heisman. So, um, him, you know, 
cheering for Lamar is not something new for Colin Coward to do. But in praising Lamar, you don't have to take a shot at Tua. That's just well, you see, for. even uh, even Len is texting us. He's fired up about Colin Cowherd. <laughs> Every, everybody has a strong opinion on Cowherd. I, I still I remember. Oh, wow. Texture in the 413. Yeah. Cowherd is an ass clown hater. Somebody says uh, I still honestly the day Vlad that I lost respect for Cowherd. This was, you know, probably four or five years ago. Joy Taylor, who was awesome, was still on the show with him. And Cowherd did not know who Bam Adebayo was. This was like Bam's second or third year. So it wasn't like he was a rookie. Cowherd had no idea who Bam was because he's talking about, oh, the Miami Heat, that's not a good team. They're not going to win anything. They haven't been relevant since LeBron left. And he's like going through how there's nobody relevant. And then Joy's like, hey, what about Bam? He goes, Bam, what is that? What's Bam? Bam Adebayo. Oh, he'd never heard of Bam Adebayo. This was like two, three years into the NBA for Bam. That. It's when I lost respect for the dude. Doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he has a uh, a try a tried and true method of sports talk, and that is he does. Yeah, it's worked for him. It's worked no, for him because for a yeah, long time. what he does is talk about. He knows how to talk about the major teams. Remember mm-hmm. how we talking about how the Cowboys are a brand and how everybody talked. We'll talk about that game. When win or lose, you knew that the Cowboys would have been the number one topic. Um, following Sunday's game. So he knows how to talk about the teams that's going to garner the most attention. That's so right. he'll talk about the Lakers. He'll he'll talk about the, the big-name players, the individuals, obviously the Rodgers, the Bradys when Brady was playing, LeBron, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Golden State, Steph Curry, and whatnot. But he's not going to talk about the Heat. You know, he was probably dissing the Heat all the way up to the NBA Finals. He probably yes. took ball, and, I and then when they lost took, in the finals, he's right. like, "You see, they're not any good." Five I know he games, probably he probably did. You know, he probably chose the Celtics uh, yep. to beat oh, the Heat, sure. obviously. So yeah, I mean, most people did. To be fair, I did. But <laughs> but why? Because he worked in Connecticut. He worked at uh, you know at the Four Letter. He knows that New England area very well. It's 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 a tried and true state uh, method. It's basically the same. When he was in ESPN, all he would talk about was the Yankees and the Red Sox, and he knew that would garner attention and garner um, calls and a lot of traffic. So, yeah, it's easy to do that. And the fact of the matter is he's probably getting a lot of hate sort of from South Florida fans, so maybe he knows that. The more he trolls the Dolphins, the more traffic and attention he'll garner. Yeah, we got the pinstripe bowl in two days on this radio station. I, I can't wait to listen to the call. And after not going to a bowl game last year, I appreciate it a little bit more this year. I know the pinstripe bowl, it's not college football playoff. It's not New Year's Six. It's not a marquee game. Hell, it might be better than that Orange Bowl because the Orange Bowl, you know, Florida State's playing like third and fourth stringers in that game. That's going to be ugly. But um, I, I would be very happy to see Miami beat Rutgers this Thursday. I know some people say like, oh, this is a meaningless game. You know, you're happy to get the extra practices, but that's all it really means. Um, listen, I'm a long time, long suffering Miami Hurricanes fan because, you know, I've been waiting 22 years and counting to hopefully win another <laughs> national championship. Uh, and glad I'm a funny long suffering, <laughs> long suffering. Listen, I, this team, they've, on, they've only won. You're long and stuff. Come on, pause. Hey, listen, suffering? man, there's some 23 year olds listening that don't have a whole lot of life experience. And in the last since 2004, 
Miami's only won two bowl games in the last 19 years, 2006 against Nevada and 2016 against West Virginia. All right, and what also – What were they last season, 4-7 and seven or 5-7? Five 5-7. And, five five and seven. And if they they win the bowl game, they would be what eight and five? Uh, would be nine, nine and five. Or, yeah, yeah, eight, eight and five. Eight, and, right. five? eight and five. If they win a bowl, yeah, so they that's a three game improvement yeah. in a bowl yeah. Yeah. going into yeah. next season. I really don't. Want, I know you love talking about recruit. I want to. I want a break from recruits. Just oh, a little I don't. break. I know you I don't. That's that's your thing, and I love it. And that's when I I get my fix by listening to your you on Locked On Kane's podcast. But, um. I just want to see the. I just want to see what's going on in the field. I want the field to to determine my expectations for next season. So that's why I want to see them play very well, get that bowl win, get that first bowl win in 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 quite a while, and then go into next season with the hopes of making of having a better better season than the previous one. So if you're eight and five next season, this season, now next year we're trying to get. Nine and four, ten and three, maybe, maybe get somehow get be one of the twelve teams in the college football playoff picture. Who yeah. knows? And and for me, like a couple things, small picture. I want to see Jakari Brown go out there and really play well. I think that would be great for him and great for Miami. You know, if if he does ultimately, as I hope he does, decide to stay at Miami and not transfer, it would be nice to you know to have him as a potential starting quarterback a couple years down the road. I want to see Jakari go out there and play great. He's also an awesome dude, great young man. I want to see him go out there and dominate. And then big picture, you know, your head coach and your staff, they've been trying to send this message since Cristobal took over. Fight every down, every play, and make every game matter. Like that That's the culture they want to set, and that includes like what some fans might consider a meaningless, who cares, bowl game. Just happy to be there, get some extra practices, take some pictures, go to New York for New Year's. That's not the way that that coaching staff is looking at it. And yes, you have had some players who have already opted out for the NFL. Some of your more important players last year have left in the transfer portal, like uh, Colby Young, the wide receiver, obviously Tyler Van Dyke, you're, you had plenty of ups and downs last year. He's now in Wisconsin. Uh, but, you know, the idea that this coaching staff wants their players to feel like every down, every play matters. Yeah, they lost five games last year, but they fought every game. They tried to make every game close. They never quit. Winning this game to me would be important, no matter what some of the fans say. It's definitely important to me. Uh, oh, I love Vlad. I get this text from the 305. I don't know if this person got the idea from me because I've talked about this before, but Texture says, hey, Dono, I crush live betting on international basketball games. Uh, first quarter overs and second quarter unders is how you win. Because Vlad, I've told the story before, Vlad, that um, I, I haven't done this in a while, but there was a time when I was really into sports betting, like more than I am normally. I'd wake up at like 6.45, 7 in the morning, First thing I would do, I would check the live odds on Korean basketball games that were going on during that time and having no idea who any of the teams are and not having any way to watch the games live, I would place live bets at 6.45 in the morning on Korean basketball and I won more than I lost. <laughs> you have no clue about this. This or this. You know it's basketball. It's and no basketball way to watch in the Korean it. League. Yeah, like I would look no at No way like to the, watch it. No yeah. stream, nothing and you're betting under. That's you just. And here's know. what I would not not even I, I don't know where this guy got the under thing from, but I would like I would wake up in the morning and I would see 
the uh, the Seoul Tiger Tails are up. Uh, they're up five points against the uh, against you know the the whatever other team. I don't know any other cities in Korea outside of Seoul that you know the the Seoul Golden Tigers are up by five points with you know eleven minutes left in the game. And I would bet them, you know, minus seven live betting, something like that. Like that's what I would. I would just look at the numbers and I would just say, oh, that looks pretty good. I think they'll cover that number. Giddy up, let's go. That's you're wild, man. You're wild, man. And you watch the winnings roll in if you win. You're wild, man. That's degenerate. That's that's a that's that's a case of degenerate. Yeah, I've taken a step back from those. I, I typically now I only wager on games that I'm actually watching or oh, able to okay, watch. Okay, well, I mean, you know. It's still gambling, but at least you, yeah. at least you've made an effort to at least watch the game or be able to watch the game that you're gambling on, uh, or have an ident. Uh, <laughs> somebody texted. That's called of, an addiction, dude. Oh no, it's definitely he's definitely degenerate. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely degenerate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because like you have this ability on your phone to to wager something in live time it's like i don't know like a kid in a candy store like how 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 would i why would i not want to do that like if i if i pick the right side i win money i don't know it's it's like there's more of an argument for it than against it i think all right we will wrap up this episode of the tobin and leroy show here uh holiday season boxing day day after christmas my father's birthday happy birthday to my dad we will continue here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Listen to us wherever you are. Make WQAM your favorite station and take us wherever you go. And the winner's home, my man. Speech. Having a great time on the show today. We're going to do it again tomorrow, me and Vlad, in for Tobin and Leroy. Then Thursday during this time slot, you're going to have what should be an epic pregame show for the Pinstripe Bowl. Miami taking on Rutgers this Thursday, 2.15 p.m. I'm going to talk to you guys after that game because I'm going to be doing the post-game show, hopefully recapping a Miami Hurricanes dub. And, Vlad, that's another reason. I already gave you a couple reasons why I really want Miami to win the game this Thursday. That's another reason because as the post-game show host, post-games are pretty darn miserable when Miami loses because our fans, you know, they need jerks so much. When the team loses, everything's terrible. Our coaches are awful. Fire everybody. Replace all the players. When they win games, people are pretty happy. So hopefully we have a pretty happy post game coming up this week. Well, if you have a happy post game, that that could lead into a happy pregame for the Heat, who play later on that week against. I mean, well, that's later a on that night day, against then. the Warriors. Wow, that is a loaded day. What time? Uh, what, what time does the Heat pregame start that day? I guess uh, I'll probably take it right. It would probably that. be right after you. So it'll probably be okay. like eight forty-five, maybe. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I think you're that. probably taking it from. You're probably taking it from like six thirty seven, six thirty to eight forty five. All right, I'll take it. I will enjoy that. Uh, and thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, now, hockey or hockey crowd are they at Hollywood Kia today? I believe so. I love it. All right, so you guys have you guys have that to look forward to. I know our guy Solana has been listening because he's been texting Vlad and I about yeah, our surprisingly good Yeah, he's like, good oh, take. my God. He praised you for talking nicely about the Heat today. I talk nicely about the Heat when they need to be talked nicely about. Okay. And so. Yesterday was a great performance by the rookie, and I've been very impressed with the rookie. The You know, Triple J has been very, very impressive. Rookie of the year. You heard it here I, first. I, you, All right. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk to you guys again tomorrow uh, on the Tobin and Leroy show. We got Hawk Crowder Solana coming your way next year. Hawk and Crowder show on AM 560 Sports WQAM.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.